Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes, you know. Hey, Susan, don't do all that. There's another way to enjoy random conversations? Now, thanks to the podcast show, I can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week. No more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation. Tune in weekly on Wednesdays and subscribe for updates on your favorite platform to the Toddcast show and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast show. My name is Todd Murat, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast show is dedicated to exploring the human condition through conversation with strangers. We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the Toddcast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at ToddCastShow.com. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today we're joined by our guest, Tony Rambles. How you doing this morning, Tony? Everything's great, man. I'm glad to be on the show, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Hey, right on. My pleasure. I'm glad to have you here, Tony. I really am. And where are you calling from today? I am calling from Houston, Texas, by way of Detroit, Michigan, hometown. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wait, wait, you say by way of Detroit. Is that where you were born? Yes, born and raised Ah. mostly in Detroit. Okay, cool. That was the next question. Where were you born? So you were born and (laughs) raised in Detroit? Yeah, I, I was back and forth uh, because of my, my divorced parents between mostly Detroit, but I spent some time in Connecticut with my dad's side of the family. And then my dad moved to, my dad and my stepmom moved to Houston uh, when I was a teenager, uh, mm-hmm. preteen. So i uh, been kind of back and forth between the three of those for most of my life. Awesome, man. Awesome. And what's the earliest memory that you can draw from from your childhood in Detroit? Uh, the things that I remember the most in the earliest, oh, earliest was probably living on the Eastern Michigan University campus with oh, yeah. my dad and my mom, uh, cause my dad was playing college football. Awesome. Uh, so I remember campus housing, like you can look out the door and the stadium was right there. It was huge. So earliest memory, I think that's gotta be it. Wow, man. That's cool. And did you grow up with siblings? Yes, I have 14 siblings. What? Yes. Come on yes. now. So, you have so 14 brothers and sisters, really? I do. I do. So Good Lord. It's, it's really easy. I found a fig- I, f- I figured out a formula 
on how to deliver. Oh, yeah? So here we go. <laughs> okay. My mom and dad have three kids together. I have an older okay. brother named Troy, about a year. He's 13 months older than me. And a younger sister, about two years. That's Asia. And so my mom eventually uh, remarried. And she had Michael, Victor, and Celeste. So Michael is, not even going to lie, I think he's 25. And then Victor and Celeste are in high school. Those are my <sighs> youngest, youngest two. All right, so we're up to six here. Okay. M- my dad had kids with two other women and so that's gonna be wait is it two yeah two so that's gonna be uh prince d'lo or d'angelo and uh jada so now we're up to what nine Mm -hmm. and my dad remarried and she had six kids so that's nere deanna keith devin kaya Yuri and Darian. There we go. Wow. So 15. Man, I have never heard a story like that. That's bigger than the Brady Bunch, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of us. It's a lot of us. We really, uh, we didn't all grow. I didn't grow up with everybody all at the same time, though. So, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah? it was the first three of us early. And then um, I think it was then Michael came along. And then my dad, uh, I think then it was uh, D'Angelo and Makai. Jada, we didn't know about uh, for a while until I was about 16. And so then once, then he remarried. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I was going to say, you didn't know about, like, what was he hiding in the basement or what? Uh, She, well. Or she, sorry. No. It was kind of like, was messing around on the side. My dad got around. So uh, then it was like. And the funny thing is, I remember the girlfriend. Like, I mean, I guess she was cool. You know, I was a kid, so I didn't know mm-hmm. much. But I remember her. But I didn't know like a kid was coming sixteen late years later. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's really messy. Uh, but you know, I feel like I grew up with maybe nine of the fifteen, and then the other six was kind of in and out based on where I was living. I see. Interesting. Wow. That's so many people. What was it like having relationship with that many people in a household, even though they were spread out and all that, but that's still a lot to keep track of. It almost sounds like a story in the Bible or something. Right. <laughs> all all the names, one came before the other, and then the next one and the other uncles and wow, a lot of people, man. Yes. It's, I take turns. I guess it goes in, in different waves of who you're the closest with. Mm-hmm. So, I was the closest with my, I guess for the sake of the story, I say my stepbrother Keith, me and him were really tight. And we actually kind of started our walk, uh, walk with Christ kind of around the same time. So he was instrumental in that for me. And I'm sure me for him, because it wasn't really anybody around us that was also doing it. And that was locked in in that way. Um, The people I talk to the most now uh, my brother Troy and my sister Asia, ironically, the originals, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, just because we have a lot in common in different ways. So me and Troy, mm-hmm. we have tons of movie references. We both play video games. We both watch sports. So all of the stuff that I like to do, Troy likes to do those things too. So we could just talk for hours or play video games uh, together. He's in he's in Detroit. And then my sister Asia is married. She just had her first son as well. 
and um and she has a master's degree so and it's kind of on her track in her career which both of us have those things in common i've been married it'll be 10 years in four days wow that's beautiful yeah and uh, our son is like two and a half so we we have those things in common so it's kind of like depending on what's going on in life and who you have those things in common with those are the siblings that you're going to be closest with i think that's mm-hmm. how it how it has well worked. you're lucky you're, you're lucky you had the numbers working on your side i only had two brothers and none of you know i thought i had a lot more in common with each of them than i thought but i don't think they agreed but like yeah when there's not very many to draw from man it's like uh, luck of the luck of the irish uh, but i'm not irish um but you've got a lot to pull from and you actually did get really connected with some of them do you keep in touch with the others that you aren't as close with uh so i've been talking to my brother that's a senior in high school that's victor i've been talking to him more uh often uh as him and the younger one that's a junior as they become teenagers yeah 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 you can pour in and you know they have questions and that kind yeah. of stuff uh it was harder when they were younger because it's kind of like i don't know what to talk to you about you just like mm-hmm. you know beyblades or whatever sure. uh, uh, my brother D'Angelo is always one of those guys that's like, like a ghost, you know. So maybe you'll see him, maybe you won't, maybe you hear from him. But whenever we talk, it's always great. I got two brothers like that, Darian and D'Angelo. They are just like, it's almost like they don't want anybody to know what they're doing. Like they're they're in hiding. I don't know what it is, but I guess they, you know, once people kind of know, then there are. Mm-hmm expectations there you know people want to check on you people want to see but if it's not going that great maybe you don't really want to talk about it that much so that's just yeah. kind of like, yes um but uh d'angelo every time i talk to him he's a, a basketball player as well loves sports mm-hmm. uh so we talk about that stuff and he's he's figuring stuff out in life because he is I think D'Angelo's 28 now. It's really hard to keep up with the ages. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so as he's figuring stuff out, whenever he calls me, like our conversations are always like hour, hour and a half. You know, we always have those long conversations. Nice, um, man. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Isn't it wonderful? Like, yeah. I mean, when people can really connect, that just feels good, especially with your own family. That's a wonderful thing. You're fortunate to have that. You never take that for granted, do you? No, I mean, I wish I I could hang out with people more, but uh, my dad moved everybody to Houston. And so at one point, most of us were here, but now it's basically me. Keith is here, I think somewhere hanging around. My brother Devin is in Houston, the Houston area, but it's like 45 minutes away. And then everybody else is either back in Michigan and my sister lives in Dallas, which is about four hours away. So... I wish I could actually physically hang out with my my siblings more, but I have to, you know, settle for the phone. Right on. Hey, man, and Zoom and Facebook Messenger and all that jive, you know, it's like you can at least look at each other too, you know. That's the one part of technology I do like, but yeah. And until they figure out how to beam us from one place to the next, which I'm sure they're already working on. (laughs) That'll be a game changer. Uh, 
Man, I don't know. I'll be afraid to step in one of those machines. I believe in Jesus too, my brother. And like, I'll tell you this, like, I don't know if Jesus is down with all that, but maybe God's, you know, maybe God's got some technological wonders in store for us to show us things in a way that we're not expecting. But yeah, I'm kind of afraid of some of that stuff, to be honest, because breaking down your molecules and like sending them through the ether in an invisible way, that just sounds a little too freaky, man. You know? Yeah, that sounds like a, it should only be in movies. It should be, but it isn't. That's the thing, man. It's like, it's a crazy world, right? And um, things are different these days. Um, but I don't want to miss this. I'm, I'm just curious. You mentioned your father was to get around like James Brown, kind of going around town doing his thing. And he was a groover and a mover and a shaker, it sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has been married four times. Wow. Um, yeah it's uh man he was married to my mom i honestly don't even know how long all right especially early on i don't ever see how they were ever married because they were always arguing it was always arguing a lot of name calling it was Mm. it was never good when they were together ever especially early on like now they actually have spoken to each other outside of just their relationship with their kids um, so it's like, I never thought I would see that happen. Uh, so once, but once they got divorced, uh, he was with a couple of other people who he never married, uh, but had kids with, and then he married the one with the six kids. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit down the road. They were married for like, I think 10 or 10 or 12 years, something like that. I would say only half of those years were like good years, maybe a few okay years. And then the other ones, they were, they weren't very good, bad, estranged, eventually moved out and eventually got the divorce. Uh, And then this is where it really starts to hit the fan. Uh, He married somebody else very, very shortly. And uh, to me kind of did her a little dirty. She was very nice woman, God fearing. But mm-hmm. she wasn't really his speed. I think that's how he would describe it. Um, and then a lot of other stuff was going on. My aunt passed away, his his sister, who was uh, the best of us all. Like everybody would yeah. say the same thing about Aunt Dee Dee. Uh, yeah. In the community, in the family, like we all loved her. Uh, and so yeah. I think that took a toll uh, on them. Yeah. Uh, but so now he is remarried to the fourth lady who is who's always been great in every interaction that we've always had. But, you know, I don't, I'm not up there. They're in Detroit. You know, I don't spend that much time, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, yeah, she's, she's cool. And anytime we interact, it's always great, you know, and she does stuff that looks, you know, I'm not in it, you know, so I don't know how the marriage is, but from afar, it looks like it's going great. You know, so good, man. You know, good. Yeah, he, he got around. That's awesome, but crazy. Wow. Um, let me ask you, because I grew up without a father. My dad left. Um, and honestly, looking back now as an adult, I probably can't blame him, you know, with what I've learned. But like, uh, he left when I was 18 months old and then came back into my life around the age of 11. And I know from my own development and lack thereof, my brother, like seriously, I've had some stumbling blocks, I think, because I lacked a strong male role model. My other mm-hmm middle brother was with me until that time when I was 11. So it kind of worked out in a way, but like, 
I, I miss a lot of the lessons that you get when you have a whole family, you know, and it's like, there's something about two people that are committed and make a child and are committed to the development of that child, no matter what. And, uh, they never waver. And that example seems to be different than the one like I experienced and kind of like you're experienced as well. Um, you know, I just wonder if you could comment on that dynamic and, and how you feel that that influenced you and your life, because you actually turned out really, really great. But, uh, some of us struggle, man, and maybe you did too. And, uh, you know, I just want to learn a little bit about how that was for you. And cause it's always hard, man. Like, I mean, if a parent leaves, that's gotta be really heavy, man. Like, you know, it's like that, surely that must've had an impact on you, but look at what you did with it. You know, so you turn it into a positive somehow. Uh, yeah, definitely had an impact. Uh, I was always closer with my dad, even when he was gone. So once they, mm -hmm. obviously, once they get the divorce, there's a lot of moving around, there's a lot of shuffling. And so at some points, you know, he was gone for longer stretches. And I don't, you know, it's different. Your dad's influence, and even if there's another male, it's it's always going to be different because that's not your dad. Even if that person is great, even if it's a great uncle or grandfather or mm -hmm. any um, kind of role, like it, it's not dad, you know. So for me, I've always wanted my dad around, but it just wasn't the case sometimes. And you know, the hardest parts was when he said he was going to show up, but he didn't. And so you just, you know, I was a kid on a movie sitting at the window staring out for somebody that wasn't coming. Oh, that sounds so sad. <laughs> you know, you know but, it's really, it's it's wild that you say that. Continue, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but that's, you know, that was the reality. So, but also there are, there are the things that you pick up on that you don't know that you're picking up on, the things that you're learning without, uh, you're passively learning them. So the way that my dad dealt with women, you know, I was kind of in the same way, especially early on, you know, where you just try to, you're trying to find the person, but you're not doing it the the right way, I would say, yeah. you know, so a lot of that is just, you know, sleeping around, you know, even if you're in a relationship with somebody, as we both know mm -hmm. as believers, like sleeping around is not the good thing to do. That's <laughs> it's right. the exact opposite, you know, so mm -hmm. I kind of figured that out. Um, I want to say in my early 20s, because I've been married since 24. So it didn't awesome. take too long, but, you know, the damage doesn't have an age requirement, you know, so that stuff right. can be done, you know, very early on, you know, once we start to kind of smell ourselves and see ourselves a little bit and see other people, you go, oh, I like what that looks like. And, you know, so it's easy to make those mistakes if you don't have that that male figure around right so some male figure is better than none but you know i always wanted to have my dad and uh i think just uh having those great examples but also coming to the knowledge of of jesus christ yes. is ultimately you know the thing that really turned things around and you keep saying i'm successful i'm just uh i've learned to just accept the compliments when people say them uh but you know we always feel like we can get better there's more to do and so when I came to know Jesus, that's when I feel like my relationships, not just with women, uh, but my relationships, you know, with my with my parents, you know, with my siblings, you know, as a as a friend, those things started to look different as well. They started to line up 
more with uh, what the word is is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing else that I can attribute it to. You know, things were just, uh, you know, they were different. The mind was different, you know, before before that time. So uh, I've had great people to pull me along. But, uh, yeah, it's different not having a dad. That's amazing. And, uh, God, that's a good story, man. When did you meet uh, Jesus? When did you become uh, a new creation? Mm -hmm. So... This was, I kind of feel like there were like breadcrumbs along the way, which as we look back, there always are. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess I'll start with the breadcrumbs. There Mm -hmm. was uh, my grandmother. She was always uh, a Bible thumper. Um, She didn't get it to us in the best way, right? Uh, Our relationship (laughs) was never never great, honestly. Uh, But it was there, right? There was Mm -hmm. some biblical essence, I guess you would say, instilled in me to where mm-hmm. I knew who God was, or I knew that there was a God, you know, but I didn't mm-hmm. know him for myself. I didn't come to the truth of Jesus until a little bit later on. So fast forward, um, senior year of high school, uh, Pastor O up at Fallbrook Church, he would come to our school and he would uh, do the devotions for our football team. Fallbrook? Yeah. You said Fallbrook? I did. In Michigan? No, 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 in Houston, in Houston. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's a Fallbrook in California. I just had to make sure we were talking about something different. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So he um, he would come and do the devotions, and me and him, you know, we got pretty tight. So I would go to his church on Sundays, know. you know, eventually. Um, but it was kind of like the soil with the thorns because I wasn't locked in, but by osmosis, you know, I was trying. But mm-hmm. once he got the job at the big church, and his little church had shut down, I wasn't going to church anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I was back out, but I was kind of getting this watering along the way. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to college, we would go after partying on a Saturday, a bunch of us would go to uh, Wheeler Avenue Baptist Church right down the street from the college. Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't like an every Sunday thing, but you know, it was kind of, again, you got a bunch of people who like, through some way, whether it was a grandmother or a parent or a friend, like we all believed in God in some way, you know, so it was there, but the life hadn't turned around, right? The, we hadn't, it hadn't matched up yet. Mm-hmm. So finally, I was out of college. I hadn't graduated yet. I just wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. A f- she wasn't even a friend in high school. She, We were acquaintances. We knew a lot of the same people. She said, you should come to my church Bible study. They play basketball there. Mm. I was in. I'm like, okay, when is it? I will be Sounds there. good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I, they didn't actually play basketball at Bible study. So I was like, <laughs> oh, she tricked you. <laughs> she did. But, in, in the church I'm going to right now, they actually have a basketball court inside one of the sanctuaries, man. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Nothing. I love that, that man brings people together like sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did go and it was great. And that's the same church I'm at today. And that was, ugh, I was 20, I think maybe it was like 2012. Mm-hmm. And so um, great people that's trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's, that's what I would, that's what I would describe it as. It's a lot of people Um, there's no like hiding, there's transparency. Like we're all believers. We all believe in Jesus, but life is difficult. 
So how do we get through it together and live out these biblical principles and in the way that people then ask, why are you like this? Like, how did you get here? Yes. Now the door is open for me to share the gospel, you know? So that's right, man. That, I mean, that kind of love and grace was extended to me. And so I kept going. Right. And um, eventually it was like the worship leader asked me to sing with them, even though, dig this, I had never sang in front of people. You know, we all Mm. sing in our cars and with our headphones Mm -hmm. on. I was never like a performer. I was never in choir, anything in that vein at all. And he just was welcoming in that way. He would ask, he would really ask anybody to be on the praise team. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I accepted the invite and I still sing on that same praise team to this day, you know, eating songs and bringing (laughs) people into worship. That guy has been long gone, but I've around. And uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite things about about church is, is singing. I love that. Yes. Yes. Actually, I'm an audio um, engineer and producer and all that stuff, too. And back in Arizona, I used to live there. I moved here to Nevada uh, about three and a half months ago. And um, I've been wanting to find my way back into the game, you know, of like Mm -hmm. mixing audio at church and all, because that's one of the things I used to do in Arizona and I really miss it. And so this new church that I found, and I'll just uh, share, if you don't mind, a quick story about God's grace and direction in my own life. And uh, how real this is, man. Like, yeah. And I want to share this story with you, man, as a fellow believer, as a testimony. But m- mostly, really, for the people listening who don't understand how the, the hand of God can move things and really change your heart and your mind and allow you to receive inspiration mm. and discernment and all that. It's amazing. But real quick, um, I went to the gym because I've been wanting to get in shape and stuff in this new place. And it sounds like a great idea. There's a gym right down the street and boy, it has a pool, a hot tub and a sauna and a steam room. And I'm like, that's all I really want out of it, but I need to, but I'm going to have to work out too. Um, But anyway, long story short, the guy that sold me my membership, man, we connected like in a way that was just off the charts from the moment we sat down. And it was like minutes in where like, you know, you you really seem to get me. And like, so we ended up becoming friends and, um, he invited me to his church and, uh, my car has had a problem. I got a Beamer in the garage down there with uh, some kind of a vacuum leak and and this story is getting interesting, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, man, I'd really want to come to the church, but like, I got no way to come there for a month because the mechanic that I'm waiting on that my realtor, uh, turned me on to is in the Philippines and he won't be back for a month. So like, I'm thinking I'm going to have to Uber my way around and that's what I've been doing. And I went and rented a car for a couple of days and this and that and blah, blah. And he's like, no problem. I'll come pick you up. And he brought me to his church, man. And it was an intercessory prayer night. And I'll tell you, it was just a couple of weeks ago that this is all, this is when it all started. Like the first time I went to that church was like three weeks ago. And, Mm. um, Man, I'll tell you this, like I felt so much love in that place and they were praying and everybody together. It was a feeling of community and like harmony like I had not felt before. And it was clear that God was present and the truth was being spoken. And I heard the people's hearts and uh, it was beautiful. And honestly, just that night, even I made like three or four new connections with people and hey, let me get your number and text, text, text and okay, back and forth. And it was like amazing. And then 
the next time the week after that i went back again and i'm already talking with these other people from the first time and it's like i'm meeting more people the second time and it's like even better and some of them are leading to like business things already like one of them is a web developer guy that i really like and uh, he's a dj and a really interesting character i love him uh but like we have some synergy and everything so we're already kind of like man maybe god you know maybe we can work together and help each other out because we have mm -hmm. skills in different areas i have a background in marketing and web development as well um but long story short man like i'll tell you this like i've met more people through god's grace in this church and his mercy because i've been shown nothing but love uh, in the last two weeks, more than the last five years, probably in living in the country in Arizona, man. And it's like ridiculous. Like there's so many people that I'm in communication with and now in fellowship with, and there's opportunities and different things, but it gets better real quick. So all this is just wonderful. And I'm still trying to figure out my car. Right. And remember the guy that brought me to church is the guy from the gym. His name is Aiden. Mm -hmm. And, um, Man, he's aiding and abetting the Lord, let me tell you. <laughs> but here's what happened, man. So, like, uh, fast forward a little bit. And last night, brother, like, man, I've been trying to figure out this thing in my car. Like, I thought it might be the mass airflow sensor, so I replaced it. I replaced the spark plugs and all the little, uh, you know, whatever coil pack things they are and everything. It's like, man, something still ain't right. But I, I didn't figure it out. I thought it was this one hose right and so mm -hmm. aiden was supposed to come over last night just kind of a random thing you know hey i'm getting off at nine um let me stop by on my way home i'm like cool let's hang out you know and sounds great and so i was waiting for him outside and i'm sitting out there and like i live in the concrete jungle in henderson nevada and uh, it's really nice in a lot of ways but it's kind of weird it's like a maze you mm -hmm. know to get around neighborhoods and all and there's people everywhere more people in my neighborhood than there was in my whole town <laughs> where i lived before um but anyway so i'm sitting outside man and aiden's late and uh this is god's grace this is god's mercy and love and direction man like lining up wait till you hear this so aiden's late and i'm chilling outside and i'm still giving up my habit of cigarettes right now actually and so i was outside smoking a cigarette waiting on aiden and i'm just chilling you know and i was reading my bible and on you on the uh, bible app and uh basically just uh having a nice time hanging outside, man, but he's late. And I'm like, cool, you know, no big deal. This is giving me time to read my Bible, which is good because I need to practice that more, to be honest. Mm. It's something that, you know, sometimes I forget, you know, and it's like, it has to be every day, a little devotion and praise and thanks for the everything, you know, you mm -hmm. just got to do it. And I want to learn more. Uh, so I'm chilling outside and a couple of neighbors got home, you know, and all that. And then the neighbor across the street showed up. And I hadn't really met him, met him, but like uh, on the 4th of July here, it's like Fallujah, man. Like I couldn't believe how many people are shooting off fireworks in the neighborhood and nice. big bang, boom things and all kinds of rockets and things that explode. It was crazy, man. So like I met my neighbor across the street very briefly on the 4th of July, but not like a handshake and an intro, more like, hey, you and your kid are lighting off my kind of fireworks. They were the little ones. And I'm like, nobody's house is going to burn down. I like your style. And so that was about the extent of our connection, you know. And then last night he showed up and I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? Hadn't talked to him before. Didn't even know his name. And he's like, good, how are you? And I'm like, hey, doing good. I'm waiting on my friend. And I mentioned something. I said, oh, I'm looking for a mechanic, actually, for my Beamer. And uh, 
you know, I've got a little problem and I'm waiting for a mechanic to get back from the Philippines. He won't be back for a month though. So I might be sitting out here a lot. And he kind of <laughs> laughed. He kind of laughed and he said, Oh really? He goes, what's he got? And I told him about my car and the year make model. He goes, Oh, he goes, uh, actually I was a certified BMW mechanic for the last 10 years wow. and I just switched over to Mercedes. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, man, I said, you know, what would be helpful? I think I know what the problem is, but I'm not sure. I just need some honest advice. I'm afraid to take it someplace else because they might lie to me. And would you mind coming over maybe this weekend or anytime and just bang on my door, man, and I'll show you the car. And if you can point me in the right direction, I'd be so grateful. And he's like, mm. no problem. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. And dude, instead of waiting, like literally, it was crazy. It was like I went inside to get some more coffee and I'm like, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. Wow, that's amazing. I can't believe it. That's awesome. And then the dude comes over right then instead, like right there on the spot. And it's like, wow. And so we met and had a great connection and we share a lot in common from guns to you know being interested in golf and different things like that and it's like we went into the garage took a look turned it on and he's like oh there's your problem right there and uh, there's a big hole in one of the boots that i need to replace i didn't know i needed to replace so that's mm. the first step and he's like that should be the reason for the code and oh by the way these other parts are the other ones that you might consider but that's the problem. And I'm like, great. So I'm going to order the part today and I think I can replace it myself. But man, I've been living here pretty much for three months and I've drove like the first two months a little bit here and there, but it threw a code and I just worry about things like that. So I'll just stop driving the car until I know it's safe, you know, and mm. God provided the answer and a way and uh, I can do it. It's going to be like 30 bucks, dude. And it was like, how could that have happened? And then the ironic, the ironic part, this is the most beautiful part. And this is where I want to speak to the heart of people who find disappointment disappointing. <laughs> and sometimes when you're expecting something or you're thinking something, your plans are going to happen a certain way, it's like things might not work the way you think they will. I was reading Proverbs last night and mm -hmm. it says that, you know, we choose our paths, but the Lord directs our steps. And that's so true. And I just want to speak to that for a moment because what I found amazing is that number one, my friend Aiden never showed up. And like he got hung up in work and doing whatever he was doing at work. And that's totally cool. But what ended up happening just because of him, I was in the right place at the right time for the Lord to bless me and give me an opening with my neighbor to allow us to have community and mm. connection as well. But it was amazing. And then back that up like two months ago or a month ago when I joined the gym, it's like if I hadn't met that one guy, it's last night wouldn't have happened. I would not have known anything about that. And I'd still be sitting here wondering what's wrong with my car. Praise the Lord, man. Man. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> even about it. Was, all of that was orchestrated for you to meet the guy across the street. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Exactly right. And you I live in a place where people the guy across the street. It is crazy. And I'm all about neighbors, you know, and I want to meet all my neighbors and I want to be a resource and a beacon of light for those neighbors, you know, and it's like, I want to find out where their problems are and how I can help. And you right. know what, man, like just knowing your neighbors, it's a good thing. It's healthy and it makes sense, but people seem to live in fear. Um, and you know what? I know we're shifting gears here and, and there's something else I want to get to with your parents, but man, could you talk a little bit about your, um, perspective on the spirit of love versus the spirit of fear in oh, terms man. of people connecting 
So, you know, I feel like love gets a bad rap a lot of times because they feel because love is typically presented as like this pushover thing. Like you just let every you let everything slide. Like <laughs> anything goes because I love you, and I don't think that's how it works. Love also says. And the best thing for you right now is to go to rehab and be away from your family. You know, as an example, mm -hmm. you know, the, mm -hmm. the best thing that, that love actually forces us to make the hard decision because it, it's easy to just want to save everybody and take care of everybody. But love mm -hmm. is, is, the, is one of those things that makes you go, you know what? The best thing for that person is for me not to save them. That is the way that they're going to be able to grow and to get better. You know, so when we talk about love and loving people through hard times and some, you know, like Ecclesiastes says, there's a time to help. There's a time not to help. There's a time to kill, a time not to kill. Like there's a time for everything. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of love, I also think of that mindset because, you know, love is not a pushover. Love says, no, I cannot let this slide. This is wrong for you. This is wrong for me and everybody else, even though it may be the easy thing to do. Right. Love's going to stand up. Um, and also fear, if you look at fear, is all uh, looking at things that and being afraid of things that may never happen, you know? So when you start to, I would say try, right? When you start to try to trust God, because I think it's an everyday thing, right? You may trust yes. God today and everything goes great or not, but your trust doesn't waver. Your faith is, is there and you can feel it and you can see it. And you're like, okay, I'm good. I know this doesn't look great, but I'm good. And then the next day you're kind of like, ah, man, I don't know. I may need to make something shake. I may, I may have to do something, you know, God is taking too long, you know, but the next day you may be okay. Like, so it's an everyday thing. And you talked about mm -hmm. reading your Bible. That is the way. And I was, I mean, I was on somebody else's show and we were talking about this. Mm -hmm. finding a way to get that word in you, whether it's through the Bible app, you know, or, or, or your praise and worship or reading the physical Bible or listening to a sermon or devotion or something. You have mm -hmm. to find mm -hmm. a way as much as you can each day to get that word in you, you know, to keep you, to keep you right, man, to keep you on the right, the right track, you know, for some people it's easier, you know, and their struggle might be in some other area, uh, but for others, it's, it's harder, you know, like, ah, man, you know, I got so much going on, I'm busy, or the word is just, you know, maybe it's not hitting right now in this specific time, but finding a way, you know, so for a season, it may be just listening to sermons all the time, right? You may be, mm -hmm. you know, just listening to a specific person, uh, and then you find that you're falling out of that rhythm, okay? So now may be time to switch to the app and do those little you know, 10 minute deals where it gives you the devotionals the yeah. and then somebody talks about it and then it gives you a prayer, like find a way, make it Absolutely. happen. That's going to be the most important thing that you can do in your day is to get that word in and to, you know, find that North star, which is going to be Christ, you know, and mm -hmm. if you can do that, then when fear comes, because it will, when frustration comes, when anger comes, when all of these things come, Whatever mm -hmm. your uh, struggle is at the time, you will have that North Star to look to and go, okay, no, I can't let my mind go there. Jesus, help me at this time, right? That 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 little prayer that, well, I'm not going to call mm -hmm. it a little prayer because I don't think any prayer is little. <laughs> nope. Maybe short prayer, okay? That may be a five or 10 second prayer. 
just to get you back on track because you're you're recognizing, okay, I'm I'm getting angry right now, or I'm getting frustrated, mm-hmm. I'm getting impatient. Mm-hmm. Lord, mm-hmm. help me. Um, I need to figure this out. You know where I am. So help me get back to the place, you know, or at least while I'm here, help me to not uh write uh what dang, what did it say? Uh be angry but sin not. Okay, Lord, I'm angry, mm-hmm. but help me to not lash out. Help me to not mm-hmm. treat people poorly. Help me to mm-hmm. not be too bad on myself, right? Because mm-hmm. that's also part of this. Uh, so, you know, when you start talking about love and fear and how they're different um, and how one combats the other, you know, I think there's there's so much so much there and so many different angles that you can attack that. But uh, the thing mm-hmm. that you got to have is, man, that North Star, man, you got to get your mind right every day and you got to find some way to do it. Yes. And honestly, it's... Um... You know, it's often overlooked, I think, for some people that struggle, including myself, and that is that the emotions can really mess with your mind, and that's why you have to surrender to Jesus, and you have to ask God to direct those thoughts and manage your emotions and keep mm-hmm. you on that keep you on that level um, playing field of love instead of drifting off into the hate world. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my pastor, he's, he's did this sermon, and I've always... I've loved this ever since I heard it and I use it and I tell people and they go, dang, that's good. Emotions are indicators, not navigators. When you Mm -hmm. are upset or sad or happy, it says something about the situation. Like it's good or it's not good. It needs to change, right? They tell us that things are uh, in a specific place, okay? Mm -hmm. But you can't live off of those emotions because when you're happy, your emotions are going to change eventually, but you can't change your life based on your emotions. So they're indicators. They tell us what's going on and it's okay to have these emotions. Like even Jesus was crying when Lazarus died. Like So Jesus mm-hmm. had these same emotions and, you know, he goes through the wilderness and says, I've, I've dealt with it all. I've had to deal with anything that you could possibly deal with. I've done it. You know, so, you know, you look at emotions, you go, dang, man, Jesus, was frustrated when he's like, y'all can't stay up for a little while and just pray for me, you know? So you can see it there, but at the same time, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Like there's all these different examples, you know, where the emotions are real and it's okay to have them, but what do we do from there? How do we figure it out? How do we stay God-centered and uh, work Mm -hmm. from there? Man, and uh, for part of it for me is that I'm estranged from my remaining family, unfortunately, so I don't have communication with my mm-hmm. mom and my two brothers, and uh, that really put me in a funk and shut down my life, quite honestly, for a long time. I really didn't know how to deal with it, and then finally got help and you know therapy and all that. Thank mm-hmm. God, you know, for great counseling, but it really helped. And also going and being a part of different churches, um, very powerful in my life, man. And the thing is, though, we do end up struggling for reasons of, uh, you know, self-discernment, right? Like, I mean, that's really what it's about, isn't it? Like when we struggle and suffer and all that, there's something we need to learn to mm-hmm. help us through that process, but it's totally possible. That's the thing, right? Yeah. And, Would uh, you agree? Yeah, 100%. Like, uh, thank you. I'm trying to think of the scripture now, but it's like uh, endurance has to work. It's perfect work. So yet your faith will be made complete. I think it's something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But like, we can just be honest. Like we learn the most in the times that suck. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we don't learn the most from times where, you know, you're on top of the world and everything's great. Like you still may be 
grounded and you may be doing the right things. But when things are awful, you know, that's when we are really able to learn the most from those lessons. And those things connect us with people way more than the things that are cool, you know, like like the sports. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned a bunch of times with my brothers, but it's different when you can connect through, you know, a miscarriage or a divorce or uh, losing a loved one. Like those connections run way deeper than, you know, our love for the Detroit Lions, you know. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. those things, man, really, really connect us. And I think that we, unfortunately, I think how our, our minds are made, we kind of need them. You know, now it may not look like you lost everything. You know, you lost all your money. Now you're flat broke. Now it may be more of a mental struggle. Maybe you're having difficulty, you know, with your spouse or with your children. Mm-hmm. Right. So these these trials come in different ways, you know. So, uh, again, being mindful, getting to that North Star. And like you said, sometimes therapy is the answer. Like we need to go in, talk to somebody, have somebody get in our head and help us to navigate and figure these things out you know there's nothing wrong with that either you know god has placed people here to be able to talk through these issues and giving them wisdom and discernment to be able to help people so you know that's right yeah anybody who thinks like that that's a bad thing i go well you got a pastor that knows the bible much better than you do and that's his job there are Mm -hmm. other people who have gone to school gone to school and they know the brain much better than you do in these psychological connections so why not go talk to those people too? So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, wow. You know, I was just uh, trying to, yeah, it's Proverbs fifteen twenty two. without counsel plans fail with many advisors. They succeed, man. And it's true. And uh, that's part of it, you know, and I didn't realize it when I was going through it myself, but man, the best thing you can do sometimes is recognize that you need help. And then be willing to ask for it. And doing that sometimes requires humility that our ego is not prepared to allow us to express, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's part of what happens, isn't it? Like the ego gets wrapped up in a way and it's like, I don't need help. I don't need help. I'm going to, I don't want to be perceived as weak, but you know, the strong are the ones who, who actually pursue help because they're the ones that want to improve themselves and it takes strength to recognize your flaws and be uh, accountable for those things, right? Yeah, 100%. When you see what you need help with and you go and get that help, like everybody wins. You know, you're getting better, mm-hmm. which means you're going to be better for the people around you, you know, whether that's yes. at work or at home with your family or whomever else. Um, mm-hmm. But when you try to, to you know, deny it, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, which I think that thinking has really turned, you know, um, you know, with this generation where people are more along the lines of like, no, it's okay to go. So go and find the help that you need, right? When your car breaks down, what do you do? You go and get help on that car. You know, now mm-hmm. it's probably a little, little bit of a long shot to compare people to cars because the <laughs> car can't turn itself on and drive itself to work. But uh, at the same time, <laughs> you know, we don't have all the answers. And the more you know That's that, right. the better off you'll be. Absolutely, man. It is so true. And I'll tell you what, like people that um, are looking for answers right now, listening, how easy is it to reach out to God for people that are unfamiliar with the process of surrendering and looking for signs in their lives? What would you say to somebody that might be looking for answers right now? 
I would say um, that God is always listening, you know, so whether you know that if there is a, a God or not, um, I would say, say, use the words that are most familiar to you. Uh, it's easy to just go with God, <laughs> you know, so on, but I would also say, hopefully there's somebody in the, in your life, I'm talking to that person, um, that can help you and point you in the right direction. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here without, you know, Pastor O or Papa J, Mama J, you know, Carlos, Sparkle. Like there's so many different people that come along to, to plant and water and help, you know, God gives the growth, but people that are along to help you, you know, so I would say mm -hmm. reach out to God and God typically will send somebody, you know, your way, right? He sent Aaron, you know, his brother, you know, to Moses mm -hmm. to say, Hey, uh, mm -hmm. I got your back here, you know, and sometimes it's mm -hmm. a friend, you know, you know, mm -hmm. I would say, uh, yeah, reach out to God first and then just be on the lookout for that person that's there. And also there's so many resources online, you know, mm -hmm. that are able to, to help when you're in a difficult time, you could just write, I mean, you could type anything in a search engine <laughs> and it'll bring you, bring up some, some answers or some help or, or a hotline. There's tons of stuff out there, tons of resources. So for the people out there who need help, you know, say, God help me. It could be as simple as that. You could say that yep. 50 times and uh, he knows your heart and where that is coming from. Yeah. And I would say uh, reach out to a person if you know somebody that is on that track. And if you don't, I would say go online. There are tons of great resources there. Absolutely. Thank you, man. That was cool. Very, very cool. And and believe me, I'm just telling the audience right now, it's real. Like, I mean, I've always been a skeptic of certain things that relate to faith and invisible forces and things like that. But I've been a Christian my whole life. And I look back and see how God has changed things and changed me. And it wasn't really till I surrendered and really was like, man, I really need you to lead my mind and my life and all that. It all changed. And it does happen. And it's something that you can have if you really want it. And, you know, if something's getting you down, man, just look up and uh, keep looking up. You know, it's really mm -hmm. important people listening. Um, we're getting close. Um, it's not a problem to go a little bit over, but like, I want to make sure we don't miss anything that's important. There was one quick question I wanted to ask is, uh, what would you attribute as being some of the most successful, or I'm sorry, some of the most um, impactful experiences in your life that relate to your personal development and success in life? I would say uh, that, what do you I will say going to... Going to China uh, is one of those experiences wow. that that helped to grow me. It helped to also strengthen my marriage. Not saying that it was bad, but when you move to a country where you don't know the language, you have no family or friends. You know, you you lean on that that other person, and for me, it was it was my wife Kia, and so we were able to grow so much out there. Like I feel like we really became good friends because it was just us too. Now, of course, we eventually met people, but you know, you gotta go, you gotta figure it out together. Uh, so being out there and when you go and you you live a life that's totally different from what you have lived, what I've lived in America, you go, man, once we get back to the States, I feel like we can kind of figure anything out. Like going over there, that was, man, it was crazy. 
you know, and it was God. I I'll say that, you know, because it offered mm-hmm. me the opportunities to meet so many great people. And I have that experience to talk about for a lifetime. And sometimes people just want to talk about that. So it opens up doors to still continuing to open up doors for where I'm able to talk to other people about their experiences, you know, in uh, teaching English abroad as well as mine. Um, Mm -hmm. Getting married uh, is definitely something that helped me uh, in my walk, definitely, because now I have Mm -hmm. a a wife, you know, and a, a woman that I can be dedicated to, you know, I don't have to fall mm-hmm. into, you know, the traps of being single. <laughs> Cause mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear it's pretty tough. And uh, I'm just glad that I don't have to deal with those things, you know, because I have a wife that is able to, you know, we can do all of those married things together, you know, and not being single. Yeah. But I, I could imagine, you know, cause I was there before. That is a very difficult thing for some people. Uh, easier for others. For me, it would have been it would have been awful. You know, I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. about that. So, mm-hmm. and then uh, I would say the last thing is continue to challenge yourself. I know for me it was looking at working in oil and gas with my dad, and I f- figured out that wasn't the life that I wanted to live. It wasn't the industry I wanted to work in. So, okay, let's figure out what's next. Went back to school. Uh, eventually got my degree. I was working at the bank. And then I say, okay, is the bank, is this what I want to do for the next decade plus possibly? Answer was no. So it's time to move around. You know, I went to China, came back and now I am, that's when I looked at becoming an educator. And I had to ask myself the question, okay, is this what I feel like I want to do for the next X amount of years? And the answer was yes. And so this is my... Mm -hmm seventh year, my seventh year uh, as an educator. And then, but along the way, yeah. So now I'm in my master's program, looking at teaching college courses, you know? Right on, right on. I also have the the podcast, you know? So I'm always Mm -hmm. looking at different ways to challenge myself and to, you know, do more things that I want to do. You know, life is too short. You know, try to find some stuff that you want to do and stick with it and, uh, you know, make a plan to, to flourish in those areas. And if it's not working, time to make that transition. Absolutely. And do you believe that everybody has the power within them to achieve greatness in some capacity? Oh, 100%. It's just what area is your greatness going to be in? You know, Mm -hmm. some people, they can listen to music and they can, you know, play by ear and they can have that perfect pitch and all that great stuff. That is their area of greatness, but they may be, Mm -hmm. you know, awful when it comes to math, you know, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone has their area that they can be great in. It's just, mm-hmm. are you going to be set up to find it? You know, especially with the world that we live in now, especially in America, where it's all about for a lot of people getting this money, you know, how can I make the most money? What's going to put me in the position to, you know, be successful and buy the house and blah, blah, blah. I would always argue if you're working in your area of greatness, then the money and the success and the accomplishments will come because Absolutely. that's what you do. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, we all have uh, the possibility of greatness. You just got to be in the situation where you can find your greatness and where that lies. 
Absolutely. And I certainly didn't know that we were going to go down this road when we started today, you know. Um, but the fact is, is that faith is a huge key in that uh, process. And, you know, I remember um, when I was uh, focused more in a spiritual way and, you know, uh, you know, for me, I grew up, you know, going to church with my grandparents and stuff. I, I was forced to go. I didn't really always care for it, but I went mm. and Dang. didn't know the difference. And back then it was like, you know, old lady singing on the organ and, you know, it was super boring for a little kid. It was hard and I couldn't sit still as it was anyway. So, you know, naturally, um, but then I noticed as I became spiritually minded and stuff that, yeah, you know, these things are very real. And it's like, there's something about faith and something greater than ourselves that's so powerful. And it's also important to exercise humility and, and, you know, a sense of like, you know, it's not all about me. And I think a lot of people are focused in a way where it is all about them. Look at social media. That's what that's about, right? Like, I mean, it's really about each individual, me, 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 mostly, Mm -hmm. instead of like, wow, how can I serve others? And there are people who break, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not all like that, but like, it just seems so weird how things have changed over the years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really important for those listening faith in something, you know, and it's like, we all can have faith in different ways, even and and still be in harmony, you know, but like, if we believe in Jesus, and we, you know, read that Bible, because it's got all the instructions right in the book, like it's right there. And mm-hmm. all you have to do is seek that knowledge and you shall find right like that seek and you shall find that's another popular one. <laughs> yeah, agreed, you know, and mm-hmm. It's, I mean, there's there's so many different things that we can that we can all do. You know, I, I feel like there's there's always something more. And you know, with the media and how it is, it it highlights the attention on the awful things that are happening in our country and in the world. But I feel like you know, most of us, most people, are trying to do the right thing. And then I've interviewed. I don't know, 50, 60 people just for my show. And I feel like all of them have gotten to this place where they're successful and they want to give back in some way. And that looks like people writing books, you know, people starting their own shows to help other people with their, you know, issues, their troubles, or to, to give the game to the next person. I feel like most people eventually get to a point, whether they believe in God or not, that they want to help the next person. I think that is the most human thing that we can all do is pass on that knowledge, you know, to bring up the next generation, to bring up the next person that's having difficulty, to help other people. I mean, what's more human than that? And I feel like most of the people in the world are trying to do that very thing, whether they have a little or they have a lot. Exactly right, man. And we all play such an important part of it. So don't be shy and don't be letting fear speak to your mind and uh, keep you away from doing what you're called to do. All of us have a calling, right? Like, I mean, there's just no question. Mm -hmm. We just have to seek it out and participate and things show up, right? That's how it always seems to work. And once you find it, like work in that calling, whatever it is. So I can just kind of share for me, it's been... Once I figured out that I'm a teacher, a connector, and a communicator, everything that I do now is all about those three things. 
So, I mean, clearly I'm a teacher. And ironically, what do I teach? A communications course. Yes. So I'm, I'm really working in my area of giftedness and it is making me successful. You know, I would say, I would say, uh, absolutely. You know, so I'm a teacher of communications. I have a podcast. I'm always connecting with people, communicating with people and trying to grow that. And then I, I sing at my church. That's more communication. That's more connection. So I found mm-hmm. my area of giftedness. And so whatever I can do to work in that area, then that's what I try to do. I'm not going to go and try to now be a mathematician. That's not me. That's somebody else's thing, right? I'm not going to ain't, try to go ain't me either, man. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a mechanic, right? These are not my areas of expertise. So I'm not going to try mm-hmm. to start a real estate business. That is not, you know, that is not me. You know, some mm-hmm. people are gifted in those areas and they should work in those areas and do everything they can to maximize their giftedness within the areas of gift within their areas. Now, mm-hmm. some people have you know, a multitude of gifts uh, across different spectrums, right? Some people may have a gift of of business, opening businesses and flourishing, but they also may be a great teacher and may be a great writer, right? They may have all these different areas, but to whom much is given, much is required, you know? So, uh, and I think yes. that comes with its own level of, of difficulty, you know, and trying to figure out what the right thing is. But once you can nail down at least one of your areas, I say just, man, go full bore into it. Lean into it as much as you can. And uh, I think that you will see, no, not I think, but I believe that you will see success in in whatever you're doing. Yes. God, that's so well put, man. Gosh, Tony Rambles, what a great message. Um, <laughs> no problem, no rush, but like, I just want to know... Um, because you're one of the guests that doesn't really have an agenda. You're here just to share. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I love to promote you. And as a guest, I want to help our audience connect with you. Um, before we talk a little bit about how people can find you and maybe anything that you'd like to do or want to do connecting with people, um, could you mention if there's anything we missed? I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to miss anything, but like, is there anything on your heart or in your mind that we might've missed today that you'd like to share with our audience today? I mean, I feel like we touched so many, yeah. so many different we went all areas, over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, uh, we talked about family and, a little bit, um, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. and you've mentioned the, you know, being, you know, having on a difficult turn with yours. Yes. I think it's, it's it's really important um, that we that we do the work that it takes to build relationships. Yes. Uh, so whether that's with your your mom or your dad or your siblings or even your boss or your coworkers, um, doing the work that it takes and um, you know showing some humility when that's time, showing some grace when it's time to do that, and sometimes being stern, you know, but. Uh, relationships they take work man they're hard people are are difficult uh and sometimes some people are way more difficult than others but yes if you care about a relationship put in the work you know reach out be the first person to reach out it's okay you know there's no trophy for being the last person like oh you know i held out longer you know nobody's Mm -hmm. winning 
know, in that in that type of scenario. Uh, so put in the work, uh, be humble, and uh, just use your words wisely. And if you think that that's not your area of giftedness, then you can also you know seek help. You know, there are tons of people out there that are you know that are gifted or that are um, educated in those areas and being able to to build relationships with people and what that looks like in your speech and your tone and your body language, all of it, you know, so uh, do the work to build the relationships you care about. That is uh, one of the things that I would like to leave the listeners with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to add to that and I'm sure you'll agree that forgiveness is a two way street, right? Oh my goodness. Forgiveness Forgiveness is like, it's like faith. Like it's like that faith that we talked about earlier. It's an everyday thing because people people hurt us, you know, and situations yeah. hurt us. And there's no getting around it. But sometimes you gotta you wake up and that forgiveness is there. It's like so and so is okay. You know, I'm I'm gonna pray for them instead of being angry at them today. And then maybe the next day you don't wake up with that same kind of mindset. But you gotta mm-hmm. go, God, I'm I'm not in a forgiving mood today. Help me. I need to forgive. You know, to I have to, you know. So it's just like that faith where every single day you gotta wake up like, okay, I need it. I need it. I need to be on the right track and this is part of it. So Lord help me to forgive, you know. So Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. I could talk about this stuff all day. I know. Maybe we should uh, we should schedule another episode because honestly, this talking about faith thing is great, and I haven't really had a chance to do that. And uh, you know, um, there's a, always a touch on God, and we talk about it in different ways. But this is a really cool, you know, Christian conversation, man. And I really appreciate this. I'm really blessed and thankful and kind of mystified by it, honestly, because I wasn't expecting it. I know very little about you. We've never met. Um, but I know that you're a beautiful person that has a mission in the world and your light shines bright, man. So like, (laughs) you know, I was excited, you know, as a teacher and just as a person that's gone through, you know, life and all these different ways. And we didn't really get to any of the crazy stories, but, um, you know, I guess that wasn't meant to be for today, but like this share has been fantastic. I just can't thank you enough, man. Yeah. Same, same, same. Thanks for having me on and, any opportunity to talk oh, no. about faith is great. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that, that actually gets me to the uh, point of how do people contact you? And is there something that people can do reaching out with you? Or are you looking for anything in particular to connect with people? Tell us how people can find you and what they can expect connecting with you. So the place that I'm most active is Instagram, IG. Uh, you can follow me at the Living Numbers Podcast, which directly ties awesome. into the show the levy numbers podcast and you can go check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts uh those are my my ways of reaching out and giving back uh, i have on tons of guests uh we don't necessarily talk about faith unless it comes up organically um but a lot of people who are successful who want to give back and talk to people about their stories uh i have a lot of those so uh, yeah, that's where you can uh, find me at the Living Numbers Podcast. You can really just Google it, and I'm all over it. Okay, cool. Um, wait a second. So you publish your podcast on Instagram? No, they can find me on Instagram. But oh, okay, cool. I'm like, what? Everywhere. Okay, yeah, me too. I understand. I was just curious because, like, people have mentioned, oh, you should put your podcast on TikTok, and I'm like, no, thanks. 
um god i don't even like dealing with facebook but um <laughs> you got to do what you got to do man but i was just wondering like do you put it anywhere else other than just podcast aggregators like is is that that world of uh you know uh, it's tweeting on, uh, or whatever it's on curious. youtube as well it's on youtube that okay you find it there um i okay. post i do post clips to you know TikTok and instagram but i post right on more than that on IG. You know, I, I was at a, I play softball on Friday nights. So if you go there now, you'll see me talking about our games last night on my stories, you know, and you'll see some clips of my son and, you know, I kind of, you know, post the, the cooler, more interesting stuff aside from the mm -hmm. podcast on IG. So uh, yeah, that's where you can kind of really follow, follow Tony Rambles is on, on Instagram. Uh I love it. And your name is so funny. I've been thinking about this and I'm surprised it took me so long to get to the joke, but I was thinking to myself, I wonder if Tony rambles. Mm. Does he ramble? Or, or no, Tony does not ramble. Tony speaks the truth in his heart in a very direct way. And I just love your name, man, because I thought it was a gimmick at first. And I was like, oh, that's a perfect name for someone on a talk show. Tony rambles. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that's kind of how it came about. That's I, that's not my real name, although that would be really cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah. when I decided to start a podcast, I just thought... <laughs> A name will be cool. And I go by Tony in, you know, regular life. So that part mm -hmm. is true. Uh, but the Rambles part good. just came along. Just, I don't know, call it divine intervention because it works. So we'll just. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> brilliant, dude. Yeah, it it got my attention, actually. I, I really got a kick out of it from the moment that I saw it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I can't wait to talk with him. <laughs> nice. Oh, so good job, man. Thank you so much, Tony Rambles. I appreciate you so much for being on the show today. And I hope we can talk again in the future. I'd really enjoy sharing more of your story and the life lessons that you've learned and the different things that you've overcome. I, I'd love to connect again sometime in the future. Thank you as well, Todd, for having me on the Toddcast show. Uh, I appreciate oh, yeah. the conversation. Uh, it was great, man. And anytime I'll come on. Right on, my man. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day today. You too. Thank you for tuning in to the Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that the Toddcast Show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also check out ToddCastShow.com to find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Mira. Be sure to tell your friends and family about the ToddCast Show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Mira, host of the ToddCast Show. And I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life find myself again and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. 
It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Toddcast Show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Toddcast to get started today.